Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Online Warriors podcast. It's, wow, that was a voice crack to open the show. It, it happened. You're going to have to live with it. I'm still going through puberty. I'm 30 years old. I'm a Leo 86. And I'm joined by my illustrious co-hosts whose voices never crack. Tectic, Nerd Bomber. Tectic, do you have any voice cracks these days? Never. <laughs> Ner- Nerd Bomber? Oh, I I don't even know. I don't know if I can make my voice crack. I don't even know. That wasn't even like accurate. I don't know what was happening there, but no. Well, we are about one minute in and we already have our Instagram soundbite for this week. Can put that on the on the social meds, horrify some people with the voice crack demonstration that you just did. I don't know what that it was. It was it sounded like a goat, like a goat getting strangled, maybe. How I don't know how to imitate a voice crack, so I'm not going to try. But you certainly did try. And it was wonderful. This week at the podcast, which is where we are, we're going to be talking a little bit about some of the biggest news in sports in the last week and a half. And if you're a sports fan, really of any sport, I would say you probably already know what we're talking about. We'll get to that in a second. We're going to be talking kind of more about sports with a new movie trailer that was released in the past week. More of a first look, I would say. I don't know if I would really call it a trailer, but uh, also has some video game ties as well. And then we're going to be talking about a phenomenon that I actually don't think we have talked about open AI on the podcast yet, which feels a little bit criminal and like maybe we've dropped the ball. But today we're going to we're going to pick that ball up. We're going to run with it. And, you know, sports. Did you like that sports through line I did with all that? Yeah, that's how you sports, I think. I've... I've sportsed now and again. Let's let's talk about sports. Let's talk about what I think is certain to be the serious topic of the episode. Because, wow. I mean, for those that don't know, we record, typically record this show. It comes out on Wednesdays, obviously. You know that because you're listening right now. And it's Wednesday at 12.01. And you, you couldn't wait for this thing to drop into the airwaves. But we typically record Sunday or Monday prior to that Wednesday. So we had recorded the last episode prior to what happened with Damar Hamlin, which is why we didn't really mention it at all. Otherwise, I'm certain that we would have because it was an event that as a lifelong football fan in particular, honestly, I'm glad I won't forget it that we are not going to talk about it until now because now he's on the up and up. Things are looking good. Yeah, it, it feels more appropriate to talk about than to just rather give give his family and, and, and all of that space and time to, to figure out what's going on and heal and so on and so forth. And, and that is, that's a very good point. I mean, we should say, as we record this now, again, the Monday following what happened, uh, he's fine. He's actually, he's been transported from Cincinnati where he was in the hospital for almost a week back to his hometown in Buffalo. Well, not his hometown, but his current playing town. And all account, by all accounts, he is doing just fine. And I think all of us and, and him and his family are we're all incredibly lucky for that, considering what happened and considering what we saw. It was a it was a surreal moment. So I, I was watching live when it happened. I believe you guys were watching live when yeah, it happened. We were actually uh, we're all, all talking fans. about the game and like playoff implications and stuff, which in retrospect mean absolutely nothing in comparison to what we ended up watching that day. Yeah. Uh, you know, we don't. I don't think we need to go into details. If you don't know what happened, first of all, wow! I can't like. I guess if you're not a sports fan, you might not know what we're talking about. So, Demar Hamlin plays uh, safety for the Buffalo Bills, and on Monday Night Football, sometime in the middle of the first quarter, he made what appeared to be a routine tackle. I don't think anyone would call it anything but a routine tackle that you see on a football field about a hundred times a game. Routine tackle. Nothing looked particularly upsetting about it, which you know I think we've all watched football enough. We've seen hits that are nauseating with mm-hmm. nauseating aftermath 
this wasn't really that, but, you know, without getting into the gory details of what happened, he essentially collapsed on the field and they wound up administering CPR on the field for something like nine minutes. And he ultimately was resuscitated. His, his heart had stopped. They resuscitated him. He went to the hospital. The game was postponed at the time, eventually became a no contest. And kind of this news of what had happened obviously swept across the sports world and Twitter and all those things pretty much immediately. But the aftermath was a roller coaster in a number of ways. I, I, like, let's start with the good here, which is, you know, obviously, again, he's fine. But the charity stuff, you know, uh, was pretty powerful the way that the entire nfl community and i would say the entire sporting community because i saw stuff from uh, hockey in particular but i'm sure pretty much every sport observed in some way what had happened and yeah i think there were players from every sport and even people who didn't necessarily watch sports you know if you were in the room or even you know somebody watching the game or even if you've just seen it on the internet you know the night of or the day after it really brought a lot of people together and watching those donations climb to upwards of six million i think is where it currently stands right now it's just oh no it's uh, is it even I think higher? It's all over that I'll, I'll check on it while you're talking continue to me that's just i think it goes to show there's a lot of crappy things that happen in the world and this was a awful terrible thing but to see people of all different backgrounds all different fandoms, people who didn't know him come together to kind of support him was just a really touching thing to see. And I think, you know, it's been a hard last few years for a lot of people. And I think that's just one of those moments where you're like, wow, you know, there's there's still some good stuff out there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So eight and a half million. It, it, as as we record this, it's over eight and a half million. I think it is still climbing, albeit probably slower than it was in the first few days. This is a charity, by the way, that when it at the beginning of all of this, I think on Monday night, it had something like, it was less than $5,000 in this charity. So again, various members of the community from, you know, people like, I know Tom Brady has donated, like name a famous athlete and there's a pretty decent chance that they've donated to this charity, but also like anyone can donate. You can go, don- go donate now. Uh, if you Google DeMar Hamlin charity, I'm sure it'll be the first thing that comes up. But yeah, so so there's that kind of positive aspect of it. And, you know, from what I've learned about demar hamlin in the past few days he has been a constant i would say a love preaching force like it seems like everyone and you know oftentimes with events like these rose-colored glasses get put on but i don't i think in this case he legitimately was an extremely positive force before this happened and so that's being reflected on him reflected back to him you know a million fold uh, in, in light of what happened i just i can't imagine he essentially was not conscious for i don't i don't remember the timeline at least the first 24 hours of mm-hmm. this i think it was a couple of days yeah, i can't imagine I think it might have been a couple days after that being like exactly did we, like i think he said said did we win yeah that was it, reportedly that was one of his first questions which you know this guy is a lifelong athlete he, you know it's it's very important to him and it's very moving it was, i'm sure his teammates were very moved to hear that but i just yeah imagine waking up and you are now because of what happened, you know, you're you're at the center of something that is in bigger large part big, bigger than football. And I would say largely positive. I mean, I mean, what happened to him was, again, by all accounts, a, a freak accident, but it still brings the idea of player safety and, and what the league can and should be doing to handle these things, the contingencies they should have in place that they maybe didn't. I don't know if we're going to get into any of that, but like it sheds light on a lot of things. I mean, I think... One of the biggest things and one of the things that I've been like 
really happy to see as well is the amount of people that I know who are now, you know, looking to get CPR certified because, you know, all of the credit in the world to the training staff and the medical staff on field at the game for immediately administering CPR. And I think it just kind of showed people, I mean, I, I know like my workplace and for even since I was like 15, anywhere that I've worked has always offered CPR training. And I, as a kid, I was like, oh, like, what, when would I ever need that? And I think it just shows, obviously, we're not going to be medical staff on a football field, but you don't know when you might need that and who you might be able to help. And like I said, all the, the props in the world go to the medical team and the training staff that, you know, helped him. They, they saved his life. Yeah, absolutely. I, 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 plain as day, they, they, they saved his life. And so, yeah, and, and, and they're being recognized appropriately. And the other thing that, again, in terms of, I guess, shedding light on things, there's been a widespread understanding from the jump, thankfully so, uh, about the effect this has on other players, uh, in particular from a mental health perspective. And, you know, the guy who he tackled, I'm sure uh, T. Higgins, the wide receiver for the um, Cincinnati Bengals, I'm sure he has gone through so much in the past week. The players who were on the field, there was, you know, again, without getting into the nuts and bolts of what we watched live, you know, a lot of tears, a lot of genuine fear, genuine dread, genuine despair on a lot of faces. And coming back from that and playing a game that is, at the end of the day, a violent game, I cannot imagine how hard that is. And oh, yeah. again, as we record this on Monday, they did, the Bills and the Bengals both did come back and play. And the Bills, you know, a number of things happened in the Bills game that were pretty remarkable and pretty emotional. Uh, for those players again considering the weight that they were carrying and speaking of that weight i also have to commend both coaches for the bills and the bengals for you know doing what was right for their players mental health because at the time that all of that happened like they were going to give those poor guys a five minute break and tell them to get right back on the field and finish out the game and i mean i was i mean i i'm not even like i don't know him I'm not really connected to those teams, you know what I mean? But I was shook watching it on live TV. I couldn't imagine being there and having that be someone that you're, if you're the, a Bills player, side by side with every day. If you're a Bengals player, you're still somebody you might know from the football community or even just somebody who is on the same field as you and then being told, okay, get back out there in yeah, five, five minutes. minutes. So I really got to commend the coaches on both teams for, you know, doing what was right for both sets of players because I could not imagine being I, forced to go back out there. Beyond that, I, I, not, I don't, not only do I think that they did the right thing there to, to make the call ahead of the NFL, but beyond that, we saw once they were in the locker room that players were like dressing down, like they, they were full on ready to go they were ready to go see Damar and like that was it they all had the right idea of what's important and what's not important at that time and just just stand up people like all around just a great team a great family of of people that i really want to tip my hat to them yeah no doubt i i, I mean you know there's always people who like i think the reaction was overwhelmingly positive across the board everyone had the right intentions in place you know what we're saying about about the league and how they you know five minutes get back out there obviously none of this none of that was confirmed to be their response and i'm sure it never will be confirmed we don't really know what happened down there only a handful of people do but it was just yeah it was it was jarring to watch 
the aftermath was really remarkable. And also, you know, again, considering now the fact that he's okay, because it wasn't something that any of us were thinking about for almost a week following that. But the implications for for the sport and where it go, I mean, this is the first game that was outright canceled since I think the 1930s. So it's also, it gave way to a pretty unprecedented set of events but in a very difficult situation precedent. for the league. Yeah. I, you know, it, it wouldn't, I guess, obviously we don't want something of that magnitude to happen again. Right. But, but I just hope that God forbid anything of that magnitude does happen again. I like I hope this kind of prepares the NFL for a need to codify something just in case. And honestly, yeah. I was a little shocked that they didn't have some kind of contingency. You never know what could happen. You know, they seemed unprepared. I, I, I think it's at, at minimum, it's fair to say that they even the, the the chest percussive event that occurred. Um, yeah, that's that's sort of an unprecedented injury. But like more commonly, not that it's more common, but one would think it's more likely that you like snap your neck. We're seeing people fall on their head, fall on their neck all the time. Who's to say that like someone can't die from that? The the fact that this could happen, I there should have been something ready, knowing how violent of a sport it is. Right. And, you know, in the aftermath, the league was put into a really, a, I mean, you know, it's it's probably very difficult to come up with contingencies in an event like that. For it's worth, I think, how they tried to amend the missing game, I think they've done a good job. Um, again, as someone with a relative lack of bias in this, like it, it, th- there's no, I'm not sure there was ever a right answer that was going to please everybody. But, you know, a- as we move forward from here, I, j- I guess it's just, I would hope we look back on this as a sporting community as a learning moment where, where things need to be learned and also kind of a, a cornerstone moment, like you said, of, of the football community coming together and, truly realizing and holding up something that's bigger than the sport. And, you know, uh, like we said, at this point, by all accounts, DeMar Hamlin is doing much better. I don't know. I'm confused. I don't know if he ever exited critical condition, but he came home to Buffalo. So I guess, yeah, I don't know exactly what state he's in right now, but he's certainly improving is, is everything that we've we've heard. So, of course, keep him, keep the family in your thoughts. Consider the toll this has had on others uh from from players to even just fans of the sport i mean watching it was i the word i used and i'll use again was jarring uh it was the kind of thing where you know the game was called and i was like okay i should go to bed and i i couldn't really do that and i don't know i don't know if that was your guys experience as well I mean, we were talking about it for a while at that night but it was after it was, i dropped off the map it was i was still laying in bed for a while just kind of like this i was refreshing it was a surreal a moment i was looking for updates i think one of my biggest things that I was hung up on that night was, you know, basically someone got injured for my entertainment and I just needed to know if they were okay. Yeah. And again, luckily, we know now that he is okay. It seems like he is out of the woods. And and I think we all wish him nothing but the best. Go learn CPR. Go learn CPR. That's a, that's a good uh, good way to, to wrap that up. So now we can get on to bright, brighter and happier. There's another voice crack. Brighter and happier things. Let's talk about Gran Turismo. And, and this is this is the movie that I was referring to earlier, the movie trailer that we want to talk about. This is, of course, another tie-in with Sony. And again, this this I'm not sure I would call this a trailer necessarily, unless I missed the trailer. I what it was I saw more was like a, a teaser, a first look. Yeah, yeah, and, and kind of teasing the cast that's going to be in this movie, showing a lot of driving shots, showing a little bit of behind the scenes of how they got the driving shots, which I thought was pretty interesting. I have never played a Gran Turismo game. 
and I, I i probably have played one or two minutes of gran turismo like in a store while my mom was shopping like you know like that kind of thing it's one of those things where if you've played like a forza or any kind of like racing sim game and i, I know people will probably come at me for this but like if you've played one they're relatively similar like you know what the other one is going to be. I'm I think sure you've insulted someone. They have different like car brand deals for their games and stuff. Graphically are all a little bit different. Gameplay is a little bit different, but more or less like it's it's a very high tier racing sim. So if you've played right. a similar high tier racing sim, you kind of get the gist. I suppose you think every single Madden and NHL is the same too? Yes, because they are. <laughs> Well, I mean, you you have Gran Turismo and you have Fort. Is it Fort? I never always get this wrong. Is it Forza or Forza? I think it's I Forza. Know. I think you're supposed to give the hard Z sort give of the hard Z. Yeah. To me, those are the two big like the term you used was driving sim. Like I, I don't put Need for Speed, and I'm again not an expert because I haven't really played Gran Turismo. But it seems like a totally different experience than like a Need for Speed or a Burnout. Like those are more arcadey street racing like you know different things this is like you're in a car and you're gonna drive it really fast but you're not gonna like do you, uh, there's no like cop chases in gran turismo is there no like, i don't I, think I, so i think it's more yeah. like replicating actual racing for the most part like you're on tracks you're on race courses yeah, cir- that exist racing. in like real life yeah and again yeah it's moments like this where i picture someone like screaming into their phone or like punching a mirror and being like of course there aren't cops in grass gran turismo illegal you idiot and uh to those people i apologize but also I'm, i am what i am so this movie like <laughs> you know it looks really high production value the main thing my main takeaway from this movie is harper i don't know who that is hopper it may be the person oh hopper <laughs> is hopper <laughs> harper <laughs> i would say no to that actually Orlando Blue. I thought Orlando I was like, oh my God, he's still like I didn't think he was dead or anything, but like when was the last time Orlando Bloom was in anything? I have no idea. Do we do we know? Like it's 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 actually like a that. Caribbean Lord of the Rings guy. I'm gonna IMDB it right now. But that was I was like, wow. It immediately invested me more. And I would say more so than the Hopper stuff invested me. I like Hopper a lot, but I've seen him around in the past couple of years. He's I the new hotness. One of the things that got me was you know, I was like, okay, this is just going to be like a very pretty racing movie. They're going to make up some like crappy story to justify fast cars and like racing rivalry. But what actually got my attention was when they said it was going to be based off a real story. And I feel like that's a really cool take. Like, yeah, the video game basis is racing game, but there are so many racing stories out there that are really interesting that you can tell. And if you can like, almost make like a Gran Turismo series where you expand the world and each new movie is the tale of a different driver. I think that would be a really cool take on video game adaptations. So quick Orlando Bloom update. 2017 was the last Pirates of the Caribbean. Well, I don't know if it was the last one ever, but it was the last time there was a Pirates of the Caribbean movie. He did four things that year. I have not heard of three of them. I have heard of Pirates of the Caribbean. Then he took like a three-year break and yeah he's he's pretty sparse in hollywood right now which i guess yeah that explains why i don't know him or not that i don't know him why he it feels like he hasn't been around for a while because he really hasn't i think i want to see him back like i again i know him for pirates and i know him for lord of the rings obviously i'm sure i've seen him in something else but i cannot right now think of what it is so i want to circle back to nerd bomber's take because i think that's a really really great idea and not only 
is it a fantastic idea with regards to going through each person's backstory, but they can interweave them then. It really allows you to like build just this massive story of, of fast cars and and I'm sure that to some extent there's a bit of rock star life into that. I mean, there's actually there's probably a ton of rock star life into that. They're popping bottles for crime and sake. Like this is this is ripe for the pickings. I couldn't agree more with you, Nerd Bomber. And like, if you think about it too, the positioning of you know franchising Gran Turismo and maybe building out like the stockpile of real life characters that you're dramatizing for this movie series if it becomes a series is that you know the fast and the furious series that's ending what other big car franchise car racing action adventure movie franchise is really out there right now once fast and furious goes this could fill a vacuum yeah they tried to fill that vacuum with need for speed like do you remember that like four years ago they made an Aaron paul did that Need yeah. for Speed, and it like I think I don't think a movie's ever tanked so hard. Yeah, no, I I just you know it's one of those things I would never have thought. What's a video game franchise that needs to become a movie and or movie series? Grand Turismo would have been so low on that list. It's not even funny. Well, but I mean, I think it does... it's, it's very obvious that Sony right now is trying to expand the impact and the influence that their video game IPs have because almost everything that they're doing right now is getting some form of adaptation. You've got The Last of Us, which I want to heavily suggest we start implementing a weekly Last of Us segment, if possible. They have the God of War series coming out. They have now Gran Turismo. I believe they were working on something else as well. Well, Uncharted came out. That's right. Uncharted already came out. But there's like another movie upcoming that is in the works. I just don't remember what it is. But they have a lot of irons in the fire converting their video game IPs into I don't want to call it more mass media because I think video games are pretty popular as is, but expanding the, I guess, user base. Fully tapping into the pool that is video game IP. Yes. PlayStation Productions in development titles right now. Days Gone, Ghost of Tsushima, Gravity Rush, Jack and Daxter. Jack and Daxter, I am so excited for. I hope they do that justice. Twisted Metal, we definitely talked about on the show. I don't remember when it was. It was last year sometime. It's got the guys who wrote Deadpool are writing it. And then also uh, God of War, you mentioned, and Horizon. Also, Oh, apparently I forgot about the Horizon one. So actually, Uncharted is the only movie or television show as of this recording that has actually come out. But yeah, they are really going hard with, with this, which I certainly approve of. Yeah. Another thing I want to mention about this, the director of this movie, also not someone I've, that you would expect. Do you guys remember Neil... Blomkamp. I don't I don't like his name. What Full is disclosure? It sounds familiar. What movie did he make? His big one was District Nine. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he also did uh Elysium Chappie and a movie called Demonic, which I've never heard of. But those first three were his his really big really big movies. I remember District Nine was something that I was like meh about until I just happened upon it on HBO one day and it was actually really good. I was enamored with District Nine when I first saw it. And granted that was it had to be at least ten years ago. And I haven't seen it since, but I really liked it when I saw it. Uh, He has a very distinctive kind of documentarian style of filming that I think will probably play very well in the Gran Turismo kind of world that they're setting up. So yeah, this, I mean, on paper, this seems like a full speed ahead situation. But um, But yeah, going back to cars. Right. Uh-huh. Also, I want to push back on your characterization of Fast and the Furious as a car franchise and a, or a driving franchise. Okay, it's not anymore, but it started that it's way. It's not. It did, well, sure. But like for the past like 10 years, 
But like because when you ben, uh, think Fast and Furious, you, you think cars. Also, you think Vin Diesel and family, but you also mostly think cars. Family. That's a pretty good, Vin, pretty, pretty good Vin <laughs> Diesel impressions by both of you. I, um, I, I suppose you're right, but like, I don't know. I just like honestly, when I think of Fast and Furious, I think of Jason Statham. You ever seen that scene? No I, way. I, look, I don't. That's what you think of think with I've, the Fast and the Furious. Not Fast and the Furious. That's that's Hobbs. Get out of here. Well, he's in. He's in Fast and the Furious. And like, yeah, but that's not like the first scene. thing you should think of. Him and look, I've I've seen the original all the way through, and I haven't seen a single other one all the way through. He says, hey, noise haircut, and then he goes, I, "Thanks, my family cut it." <laughs> I've just watched stuff on YouTube, and there's this one incredible scene, Fast Furious. This is a total offshoot. I don't remember which Fast and Furious it's from. You have to look it up. But him and he, him and Dwayne the Rock Johnson are in jail cells that are separate, but they're across the row from each other, and they can talk to each other, and they're like having a tough guy conversation about who could beat up who and like Dwayne the Rock Johnson like he like arm curls a concrete bench and like lifts it up the whole and then like ultimately what happens is they break out of the prison and they're like fighting and it's insane and it has nothing to do with cars and there's I feel like there's just so many scenes like they like there's uh, one of the more recent ones too he like has a baby on a plane and is like shooting you like there's no cars in that it's just insanity so i don't know if i would call that a car franchise but i'm 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 splitting hairs here also i agree that uh we should watch the last of us like i'm gonna watch it on sunday oh same it's gonna be actually premiere night i believe it's in our online warrior shared calendar to uh watch the last of us it is now yeah we'll be watching sunday night the 15th appointment television i'll be prepared to talk about it the next day when we record assuming that's when we record anyways yeah gran turismo 2023 august 11th 2023 that's actually pretty soon so i'm sure we have a full trailer for this coming very soon be on the lookout for that in the meantime if you want to go look and see the first look and uh see that orlando bloom is back go check that out we're going to take a short break before we delve into the world of open ai before we do that i would be remiss if i did not shout out our fantastic patreon producer mr stephen keller a knight at our square table he has a sword he has a mace he has all the doohickeys and bells and whistles that any knight should have he's a he's a producer on our show uh, he supports us at the highest of our three levels of patreon support and as a result he gets this shout out he gets input into the weekly game segment he gets the occasional guest spot on the show and of course he gets access to the monthly secret segment and vlog here at the online warriors there's also a squire level of support which gets you access to the monthly secret segment and vlog and a page level which gets you access to the monthly secret segment details on all of those levels of support are found over at patreon.com slash online warriors podcast head over there consider joining the square table we could turn it into a rectangular table any shape really is, is doable Oblong. so again which, whichever ovular i don't know we'll figure it out again that's patreon.com slash online warriors podcast come say hi to us say hi to steven consider giving back to the show we are going to take a short break and we'll be right back to talk about open ai I'm Ryan Fonzie. This is Cameron Hagee. My name is Tony Giggles. And we're three dudes who love The Legend of Zelda and love talking about The Legend of Zelda. And if you are a Zelda fan as much as we are, then come on down and listen to your heart's content. 
We have a podcast that we'd like to share with you. It's called A for No, B for Yes. We cover the Legend of Zelda series, different games chapter by chapter, and we have all kinds of theories about what we see and what we've experienced in the game. Do you go through Wikipedia and look up stuff based on the things you see in the game to create theories to how it could link to other things in the world that we actually live in and not the Zelda one that was the one that was created by the people that are in the world that we actually live in right now? Because if you don't, then you should watch this because we do. Did you guys get all that? If not, oh, you didn't. Okay. So we are A for no beef. I'll stop. All right. I'm going to paint you a picture. Paint imagine, it. Imagine, imagine, and I'm going to paint the picture without using Microsoft Paint. I am instead going to use Microsoft Word. Actually, can you also, like, can you simultaneously do this on Microsoft Paint and then we'll post it and people will have no idea what it is until they listen to the episode? I'm using a Mac. Shout out to Mac. So no, sorry to burst your bubble on that one. But anyways, imagine that you're using Microsoft Word and you're doing something very pedestrian and then that jerk head Clippy shows up. I liked Clippy. I do not like Clippy. I want to set the tone. I don't. I never liked him. I don't like him now. Whenever he shows up, I'm like, I don't need you. I had a terribly Wait, slow, I, I did not ask glitchy for you. computer, so I used to drag Clippy around until there were a bunch of like shadow Clippies. Do you still get freeze. Clippy? I feel like I have definitely seen Clippy recently, but it would. I don't. It would be in the context of work because I don't use Microsoft Word on my personal computer. I don't know. I feel like I've seen him recently, but it, it, the point is, he sucked. And I think a lot of people think that he sucks. I don't know. We'll start a poll or something. We'll at Online Warriors One is our main show account on Twitter. We'll start a poll of like, is Clippy good? That's a terrible poll, but like, we'll figure something out. People didn't like him, so I'm sure Microsoft was like, you know, what we need to do to fix this is invest in AI. <laughs> and so that brings us to now. Microsoft is looking to use OpenAI's GPT. You've heard of GPT. It's been big in the news and on Twitter in the past two months they want to use it for word outlook and powerpoint now it's worth noting apparently there already is some ai cooked into these things which i did not know that article think... from the verge in front of me it's it's like it's like autocomplete like it's not like you know gpt stuff but it's you know i think there is precedent. some ai though built in so powerpoint and i did not know this until recently powerpoint has this feature now where you can like give a presentation you can practice it and if you have your microphone and stuff on it will actually listen to you and give you advice and suggestions based on, you know, the manner in which you're presenting the material. And it can know if you're like reading off the slide. It can tell you if you're reading too fast, if you're using too many like filler words, all that kind of stuff. So OpenAI also did, is it, I've never said this out loud, so I'm going to say it wrong. Is it Dolly? Is it like Wally? I think so, yeah. Dolly 2, which is the image generation model. Apparently they're talking about adding that to Bing so that you can type something into Bing and say, give me a picture of this. Which I think is pretty cool. Well, I think what's interesting, so this might be one of the only ways we can access this for free, like the chat GPT and AI stuff. And I did not realize that Microsoft had actually invested money into OpenAI. I had just assumed that OpenAI, like you hear the name like open, whatever you think open source, it's like a group that's kind of startup. working independently and in startup. But Microsoft yeah. actually invested money in this group. And I know one of the, you know, founders, coders, what have you, somebody who works at OpenAI had basically tweeted that it can't stay free forever, ChatGPT, because the cost of running it is pretty exponential. So it will eventually be paywalled unless you use Bing and Word and PowerPoint, apparently. 
which is like a fantastic collaboration. They get oh, yeah. they it's... get a step above above Google. They finally become like a real competitor in the search engine game, and then we also get ChatGPT. It's it's really just a win for everyone, I think. Well, because I mean, like, imagine going to search something, and right now, say you want to know like what George Washington ate for dinner on his twentieth birthday. I don't know. It was an apple. Like, we don't know if that information is even out there. But you Google it, and then you have like. 10 pages of various websites to hunt through to see if that's even out there in the world. Now you can just go to Bing and be like, hey, what did George Washington eat on his birthday back in whatever year? And then it'll just tell you. And if it doesn't know, it'll just be like, that information is not known, you creep. So I just, as you were saying that, and also, yeah, I, I agree. Like, it's, I can't imagine a world in which we go to Bing to search something instead of Google. But I Googled what George Washington ate for dinner on his 20th birthday. We just have an answer? These results. The first one is from a blog called The Nibble. President's Day. Dine and drink with George Washington. As a president focused on work, he hardly remembered to eat. Often his sustenance was a nibble of apples, which Tactic said. What up? Nuts, cheese, and crackers. Strolling down to the next result. I'm not going to read this one all the way because I would have to like click it. The, the title of it, again, it looks like a blog. Celebrating George Washington's birthday with hoe cakes and hospitality. Do you guys know what a hoe cake is? Because I have no idea. I've... <sighs> I feel like it's not a dessert. I, I weren't the like weren't the presidents back then like a little like loosey goosey if you catch my drift. I think it's exactly I, what it sounds like it is. No, I well, first of all, I don't catch your drift that much, but I think hoke look scrolling through it, I think hoe cakes might just be pancakes. No, Let I'm me gonna, you know like you know what? I'm gonna lurk I'm gonna the go to Bing get me a hoe cake. I'm gonna go to Bing.com and I'm gonna search hoe cakes. And uh, yeah, it's a real thing. Paula Dean has a recipe. They're just pancakes. They're just different pancakes. That's all it is. So there you go, Bing. I don't know. I only went to you because we're talking about it. I've been to this is like the first time I've been on Bing in like, I don't know, 12 years. Okay. Have you asked ChatGPT? I never have. I've seen a lot of like prompts and responses because that's, that's the thing is, you know, and it's part of what this article talks about is it's not super reliable yet like I, i've seen a lot of like people on twitter doing like gotcha stuff with gpt where it's like i think one of the questions that asked it was like i have or what was it i have two coins that add to 30 cents and one of them is not a nickel and it like explodes it like doesn't know and that's like a classic like dad riddle so it's not like infallible which you know if you're a terminator fan that might be a good thing but i'm going to ask it have question. you oh can you are you on it right now oh yeah what did George Washington eat on his 20th birthday? Guys, if you don't like this, you don't like podcasts. We're live asking ChatGPT. Okay, so uh, this will show you that ChatGPT may not be reliable. It just said George Washington was born on February 22nd, 1732. So it is not possible for him to have had a 20th birthday, which I don't think is accurate. <laughs> that Okay, are you serious? I you were born in 1732. You ain't making it to 20. <laughs> I am Is not that the joking. implication? Wow. Well, Microsoft, we're here to tell you that it might not be ready yet. Don't put this in Microsoft Word. We already have a hard enough time just like copy pasting images into Word documents. If you put OpenAI in, it's like, I'll do it for you. Here's a potato. That doesn't seem like a good solution. So yeah, how do we trust this? Uh, there's also a matter of privacy. You know, th there, there's a lot of talk of using this using ai to essentially 
take transcripts of teams meetings for example uh also write emails you know the example they use in this article is if you want to call in sick but you want to write an email that sounds nice without just saying i'm calling in sick you i say, cannot hey, wait for cortana things like do it for me having very clear trend like the future of shoving people's nonsense right back in their face uh just give me oh, that. So to like check receipts you're saying yeah oh my goodness <laughs> so excited for that there's probably yeah societally there's probably pretty high demand for that so you might be onto something there Nerbomber, can you are you still have gpt open can you ask it something else i can do that give me one second okay i want you hey. to ask it what it ask it what do you think of microsoft just want to see what it says it says, Microsoft is a large multinational technology company that is known for developing and manufacturing computer software, consumer electronics, and personal computers. It is one of the largest and most successful companies in the world, and it has a strong reputation for producing high-quality products and services. Blah, blah, blah. It, I want to know what... It's still going. Um, what does the robot... So you could cut it there. What does the robot think? Like, what is... How does it feel about its business overlord? Uh, it says overall, you, Microsoft is seen as a highly respected and influential company within the tech industry. So I think it respects right, but how its do, corporate but how does But how does the robot itself feel? This is what we need to be figuring out. And I don't think anyone's doing it. So researchers out there, can this thing feel emotions? You know, Turing test this thing. Um, that's not what the Turing test is, but you get the idea. Isn't Wasn't there an AI bot thing that like didn't a google employee like fall in love with it or something am i making this up that like sounds vaguely familiar i don't want to make you keep asking gpt questions i'll google this one yeah it happened apparently it's called the eliza effect that's pretty cool it's a good name for it anyways so i just i just wanted to express and i totally wrote this myself in the last 30 minutes dear tactic and illegal I just wanted to express how much I appreciate and admire you as fellow podcasters. Your passion for this medium shines through in every episode, and I'm consistently inspired by your dedication and hard work. I love the way you always bring new and interesting ideas to the table, and your willingness to take risks and try new things has helped made our podcast the success that it is today. Thank you for being such an integral part of our show and for being such a wonderful colleague. I'm so grateful to have you by my side on this journey. With love and admiration, Nerd Bomber. What? Okay, so this raises an interesting point. Okay, which is two years from now, three years from now, when this is hit, when this has hit the mainstream. If I now, whenever I get a nice email like that, I'm gonna be like, the freaking chatbot wrote this thing. <laughs> Honestly, so because like, because because the implication of that, then if you read it and you're like, a chatbot wrote this, that means at least two things. One, the person that wants you to think they wrote it is lazy, and two. You don't even know if they actually, like, if you feel, if they felt that way, like if you actually thought I was a good co-host or whatever, all that stuff that was said, you'd be able to write it yourself, ostensibly. But if you don't feel that way, you'd be like, chatbot, go write me this nice sounding thing so I can pawn it off on these two idiots. You know what I mean? So I would, if anything, if I got that sort of thing, now I'm never going to trust it. And it has like a weird... But you'll never know. Yeah. And that's weird. Like I just, it's, it puts everything on uneven ground. I don't I don't know if I like it. One of the other things Anyways, that I was playing yeah. around with it, and I know that now we're just getting to like chat GPT discussion, but what is a podcast if not just discussion? I had asked it last week to write a 22-minute comedy television script about a group of podcasters. There are two male hosts, Illegal and Tectic, and one female host, Nerd Bomber, who are all in their 30s. Tectic is married to Nerd Bomber, and it actually gave me scripts for several episodes. The first one was kind of dry, but I, you know, didn't really give it much to go off of. Can you but send, then I, wait, can you, do you actually have these? Can you send this to me? I I'm, do have these. 
And then crazy uh, curious. Like I said, right a second episode where the podcast pals, because that's what it named our show, try to find a sponsor for their show, and it wrote another episode. And then I said, write a third episode about them finding a lost dog and the shenanigans that ensue. Then it wrote another episode. Write another episode where the hosts accidentally take an edible on air. And it took another, wrote another episode for us. And it's like, I mean, it's not great, but it, it well, wrote it. I tell you what it did that was great. The podcast pals. We, the ball was dropped when we were first coming up with this show. How did we not come up with that amazing title? The podcast pals? I'm... We wish we could go back in time Man. and have ChatGPT to recommend podcast names. Well, time to end this show and start over. We'll see you next week on the first episode ever of the podcast, <laughs> in which we take an edible on air. I cannot imagine anything that would make me more anxious than taking an edible on air. There are very few things in life. According to the script, you laugh and giggle a lot. That is it's not true to life. <laughs> I see a line that. that says tactic mortified. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that sounds about right yeah so we'll, we'll we we can move on i we could talk about the capabilities or incapabilities of chat gpt all night but the point is it may be hitting the mainstream real soon thanks to its business daddy microsoft so be on the lookout for you know your microsoft office products to start becoming self-aware and also maybe use bing more i don't know we'll see i i'm very skeptical that bing will ever overtake google i'm sure google is working on something crazy right now as as we live and breathe but time will tell it's time for What Are You Up To Wednesday, where we talk about what we've been up to in the past week. I'm going to go first because I feel like I've been kicking the can down the road uh, on that a lot. I haven't gone first in a while, and I have something that I really want to talk about, which is that I uh, watched a movie. Specifically, I watched a movie called The Menu. Are you, have you, have you Ooh, guys heard about this? How is have you that? heard about this movie? So it's really good. Uh, it, it's it's not like the greatest movie of all time. It's not like the best thing. I, not, it probably isn't even the best Is movie I've seen Is that the cannibal one? No. Well, I'm not going to provide any details because I'm not even sure the trailer really provides you any concrete details about what it is. Although I'm not sure I've even seen the trailer. I What I knew going in was it's about a private chef on an island and they go there and something happens. That was literally like, I think that was the extent of what I knew. And if at all possible that is the amount of knowledge you should go into it with because it makes the whole thing so much more entertaining and enjoyable. Nerd Bomber, there are scary sequences. I thought like it was a cooking just... movie. I thought it was all like culinary stuff. Yeah, Have you ever seen Gordon it... Ramsay at work? <laughs> right. First of all, that's terrifying. It's. I would liken it to Midsummer, but I would also say it's better than Midsummer. So what you're saying but, is... I don't they know if have, that gives you an idea. They have period blood lemonade. No, but that part of Midsummer was gross. Thank you for that trip down memory lane. No, I, again, I don't want to get into the details, but it's like, it's very unsettling at times. It's incredibly entertaining. It's very well acted. And I think it's well written. It's on HBO Max right now for, for free 99, provided you have HBO Max. So with that in mind, I would recommend that you uh, check it out. That's really all I have for today. Because I, without getting into details, we're doing a home renovation and our house is kind of in pieces and... As a result, my video game den has been kind of uprooted, so I have not started Returnal yet. It's been undent for sure. Did you forget the so Callisto protocol? No, I'm kind of I'm kind of incubating that egg right now. I want to try and maybe choose one of Callisto Protocol or Dead Space, and I can't choose. So instead of choosing, I'm just kind of doing nothing. And again, my video game situation is undent anyways, so I can't really. There's no point at the, at the moment. Fair. I'll keep you updated on that as well, though. Tactic, my guy. So Hit me with it. I have one major update that I've been working on for the last week, 
and I am making a portable retro pie. And so, and in other words, a handheld game system. And I had like a number of pieces and parts kind of kicking around from previous projects. And so I decided, you know what? I can make something with this. All I needed is a battery pack. So I'm slowly but surely kind of putting things together, but trying to keep the, I guess, the 3D print slash modeling complexity low because all I have is FreeCAD and it's it's not the most like easy to use software. So if I can just like print minimal parts and leverage existing plastic enclosures and things like that, like the controller, I'd be really happy. And so far it's coming along. So I've got I've got it functionally working as piece parts and now I'm just designing the enclosure and how I'm gonna bolt it all together and it's coming along nicely. So maybe you'll see a video one day. If I get around to it, it is kind of my thing that I'm terrible at following through with. But folks, I will try my darndest. Right on. Looking forward to seeing how that comes out. Yeah, uh, Nerd Bomber. All right. I have a bevy of updates. Lock in. So we have been like going through Apple TV stuff because right now we have Apple TV Plus and I just want to try to watch as much stuff on there as possible. So we went through Physical, which is a series with Rose Byrne. It's like set back, I want to say it's the 80s, back when like malls were just becoming a thing and aerobic, like, you know, the exercise on VHS tapes were just becoming a thing. And it follows her. She has like severe eating disorders and she's really unhappy with her home life. And she finds aerobics and turns it into a business and it kind of quote unquote like saves her from going absolutely crazy and it's very interesting because you hear like the voice in her head it's one of the major characters in the show it's her and the voice in her head and how that she kind of like grapples with that as she goes through her day-to-day life and how that impacts her decision making it was I don't know why I thought that it was going to be more of a comedy, but it was definitely more of a drama for sure. It was interesting. And I think there's an, another season coming up eventually. So that was a, it was decent. Tactic, I don't know. How would you rank that one? I thought it was really, really good at times, but also like there were parts that were kind of frustrating. Like you dislike all the characters. None of them are yeah. good. And like you want to you want to find that one character that you're just through and through rooting for, but it just seems like everyone kind of just annoys you a little bit. But it's it's not a terrible show. But I almost feel like that's kind of realistic because everybody, even me, is a little annoying at times. Yeah. <laughs> and then we finished what is available of that and then watch the after party, which was phenomenal if you like like the murder mystery trying to solve like the whodunit sort of thing this was really great it is more of a comedy and it's got a lot of comedic actors in it the the cast is too like i don't know there's so many people in the cast i don't want to sam richardson and uh the guy i like a lot that his name i can't think of ben something ben schwartz yes Sonic the Hedgehog yeah. is. I just it. want to throw it out there. I called it pretty early on who it was. Well, don't go anymore because I don't want you to spoil I, it. But I plan on watching this. It's been on my list for a while. It was so pretty fantastic. I'm happy for the endorsement. It really, it towed the line of being really interesting and like you want to know who did it, but also being really funny. And the way that they kind of stage it is that like the first episode, you kind of get like an overview of what is happening, but then episode by episode, they kind of examine the night from 
a different person's perspective. And then, you know, you kind of start seeing like things that are like kind of change from story to story based on how people are perceiving what's happening to them versus like how other people see it. And overall, I just thought it was really, really well done. I really enjoyed it. So this is a big ringing endorsement for the after party. Illegal, go watch it. And last but not least, Tactic got me a racing wheel. And uh, it is is really cool. It has forced me I knew back. about this and I was really excited about it. So I want to hear more about it. So he also got me Need for Speed Unbound. It's a great holiday gift here. And uh, it's really great. I am definitely not great at drifting. I don't think I am in real life either. So because it is like a very realistic driving experience, like the wheel has motors in it. So you get like the force feedback and it feels like you're driving a real car. And like I said, I'm not really great at doing tight corners at like 150 miles per hour, but I'm getting there, I think. But even Need for Speed Unbound, like as a game itself, it's not exactly set up the same way as Need for Speed Most Wanted. So far, there's not like a like a list of people I have to work my way up through. It's still a little open-ended, but I'm also very early on because when I started playing, there is an online component where it's just kind of like free roam, a little bit like Forza Horizon. And you just kind of drive around and there's like speed traps. You can like find people online to do random races with. And just so I could get the feel of, you know, using the wheel before I popped into the story, I was just mucking around in there for a few hours. And I mean, it's a very beautiful game and the cars look great. And one of the things that I find really cool is that you can, you know, I I don't know if you remember in previous Need for Speed games that are offline. I haven't played a Need for Speed game in quite a while. I think Most Wanted might have been one of my last ones because I tried, I think I tried briefly like the remake of Most Wanted and was unimpressed because I think that was just critically panned across the board. Yeah. It wasn't really a remake. It was like they messed up. A demake. Yeah. Yeah. But like even your car, like I'm really bad at trying to come up with my own designs like layering all of the different logos and stamps and stuff that you can put on your car to make it look cool but they actually let you like browse community designs so my car looks sick and right now I'm actually rocking a design that has like the old most wanted logos and stuff on there and I'm feeling really good about it so so what you're saying is you stole someone else's ideas well no it lets you download them and like it tells you who made it like the username oh okay yeah, she used someone else someone else's inspiration. No, I straight up just downloaded what someone else made. I was like, wow, this is like Need for Speed Most Wanted in car form. I want this. I think I might actually play this one. I, I think I might try to come back because I think racing games are generally great and I haven't played one in a while and I'd like to. It's got good vibes so far. Can you speak to the police presence at all? Is there one? There is police presence. And in fact, so I thought I was in the clear, like I'd been doing some night racing in story mode, right? Just got third place. I'm not in first place yet. I don't think my car is good enough. And I don't think I personally am good enough yet. Got a whole new skills. But I I went back to my safe house and I was going to slide out of the seat and let Tectic drive around a little bit and just, you know, get a feel for it. But we took too long and then the damn coppers saw me. So then I had to drive away from my safe house. She goes, slide over. I got this. Yeah. And it was was a cop chase. They were on my tail. Yeah, I'm in. I've decided. I mean, feel feel free to come over and try it. (laughs) Try the wheel. Try the wheel out. I actually, I mean, the feedback motors, I'm pretty interested so it's pretty dope it's pretty dope well right on that brings us to quiz time uh to give an update to everyone i'm 0-1 
look, it happened again. Tactic is 1-0. Nerd Bomber has yet to play a quiz this year. Uh, Steven also 0-0. Zero zero. So I will be taking Nerd Bomber on and hopefully moving ahead of her in the rankings. But it really depends on what Tactic's quiz topic is to start. So Tactic, take it away. So the topic for today is glass manufacturing. Riveting stuff. And, I, and actually, oh, honestly... I, oh. I got this. I hope you guys learned something because I learned a thing or two. So I'm going to get right into it with the main constituent of flat glass is silica sand. In order to make the glass, this needs to be melted down. What is the melting point of this material with units? I'll, go, I'll go first. Um, oh, you're going first. I'm going one. I'm going to say 325 degrees. Fahrenheit or Celsius. You need to specify Wait, I detract. I, I I bring that back. No, so I'm thinking about an oven, and I've definitely put glass in an oven at 325. I'm gonna say 625 Fahrenheit. Man, that was almost a complete gaff. Look, it's way higher than that. Double it. 1250 Fahrenheit. Okay, so illegal starts off strong. Keep in mind, silicone is, I believe, in the metal section, right, of the periodic table. Which is in. Uh, it's been a while for me, but yeah, I think so. And so the melting point of this is 1700 degrees Celsius or 3092 degrees Fahrenheit. Dude, I don't know. So you got a little gotta hotter start. than the oven. I mean, you're not you're not melting steel anywhere in the even in the thousands. You're just kind of heat treating it. So just if you want to put your Pyrex in the oven, it'll probably be fine. Safety okay. tips from the online so, warriors podcast. Illegal's coming in strong. Maybe he can not crash and burn. We'll see. New year, new him, wow. maybe or not. That that that's really inspiring for me. So when was glass as a vessel first invented? We're pre Jesus times. Um, we're talking we're talking BC here. Three thousand BC. I'm gonna say twelve thousand BC. Wow. Give myself a big window. So it was actually a little bit later than that. So glass as an independent object dates back to about 2500 BC. However... Oh! Okay, so I messed up. However, as a vessel, it started appearing around 1450 BC. So... I was right. I was right in there. You've got your... The hill's getting pretty steep, Nerd Bomber. Tempered glass is designed such that it breaks into small granules as opposed to slivers that can severely harm someone. This is done by annealing and quenching it such that the outside is in compression and the inside is in tension. If you didn't, I found that incredibly interesting. This is very scientific. When was this We're nothing process, if not educational. When was this process invented? 1850. Uh, I'm just going to take the, it's eight, I'm going to say 1851. It's got to be oh, later than on. that. I'm going to say 1851. So her guess was actually incredibly good. And the only thing that really could have taken it from her was a plus one. Get out of here. It was 1874. WTF. Oof. Hey, uh, don't hate the player, hate the game. All right, sweet. Two uh, question victory lap. Let's do this. Yeah, let's see if we can get the sweep, I guess. But you've won it. So we're all familiar with crack propagation in glass. How fast? <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> we we know that glass, like when you, we've all seen like a crack all of a sudden becomes a spider web. Come on, we're all familiar with this. Yeah. yeah. How fast in miles per hour can it propagate? Oh, this is like infinite. Uh, 
It's so fast. Uh, 600. 601. We're, 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 we're talking near speed of sound. That's a, that's a very uh, respectable plus one. Nerd Bomber ruins. At least she takes away the clean sweep. It is a piece of glass can have a crack that propagates over 3,000 miles per hour. Jeez Louise. So faster than the speed of sound. That's interesting. That's very interesting to me. Faster by like a lot. Okay. Three to one. Have you ever seen like a win- a window shatter tool? It's almost like if you blink, you missed it. I have a window shatter tool in my car, just in case. Okay, so last so, question. So watch out, windows. Watch out. Because I'm prepared. <laughs> the container and packaging industry represent about what percentage of all glass manufacturing? Well, we all know about crack propagation. It's me this me. time. Oh, it's you. Okay. Um, 33%. I think this is a trick. I think this is super low. I'm, I'm going to say one. Okay. So it was not a total decimation. It's actually a pretty significant amount. It's 44% of all glass manufacturing in the world, huh. which is the highest percentage with the construction industry coming in second. So probably like windows and things like that. Well, I'm... you're right it was a close match i'm gonna go ahead take the dub which brings me to one and one on the year i will host next week's quiz tactic is still at one and oh so he's king of the castle nerd bomber oh and one to see it there's always next week unless you're me in which case and in this instance particularly you love to see it so that brings us to the end of our show i have to be honest tactic you're we're not doing tech tips this year but i can't remember what it is we're doing so whatever you're about to do, go ahead and go ahead and do it because I don't remember what it is. It was supposed to be animal noise impressions was what I was going to go with, but I Give can't. Give us a kookaburra. A kookaburra? Kookaburra. Kookaburra. Kookaburra sitting in the old gum tree. What is a kookaburra? <laughs> it sits It sits in the old gum tree, dude. You don't know what a kookaburra is? I think it's a bird, but I actually don't even know myself. Let me Google it. Can you ask uh, Nirvana Chet? Chat GPT, what a kookaburra is. Is that you, Tech? This is going to need some editing, but it's going to sound fantastic. That was, yeah. No, I think that I, I think that was pretty good. I think we're going to stick a pin in that. That's what we're doing for every episode now for the entire year. I'm sorry that you did this to yourself. You shouldn't have agree, you shouldn't have said I have this great idea of doing animal impressions at the end of every episode. And you shouldn't have reminded me. I gave you an out just now. I said I don't remember and you said I do. It's animal impressions. <laughs> so, that was the kookaburra and I think it's a great start to a weekly tradition. I would also recommend starting to prepare your next animal impression now because you have a week (laughs) to perfect something that's probably going to be insane so have a great week everyone we'll see you next week